This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1262, Your Two Minds, part one, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you from the best articles online that I can find with permission from the authors, and sometimes books too. Today's post comes from Mark Manson, who has a brand new book out called Everything is Effed, a book about hope. Last I checked, it was in like the top 20 on all of Amazon, which is crazy. And he's doing a tour from the US to Canada, Australia, the UK, so possibly near you. Come by his site to check out his book and tour dates. But for now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Your Two Minds, part one by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Close your eyes. Wait, don't close them yet. Finish listening to this paragraph, then close them. Okay, close your eyes and try to think about nothing for 30 seconds. Ready? Go. And you can hit pause on this podcast for 30 seconds. Wasn't easy, was it? Chances are that various thoughts and images kept popping into your head. Now, I want you to try the same exercise again, except this time I want you to pay attention to which specific thoughts and images pop up. Try to keep track of them. Notice them, know what they are, and then let them go. See if you can do that for a minute. Ready? Go and you can hit pause for 30 seconds. What were they? Maybe that fight you had with your brother the other day, or the assignment that's due tomorrow, but you're hearing this instead, or maybe a movie you saw recently, or some sort of fantasy. Chances are you were able to notice them for a little while, but then you quickly find yourself getting sucked into thinking about them involuntarily. If you've ever meditated even a little bit, you're familiar with the experience you just had. You close your eyes and try to shut your mind up, even if for 30 seconds, And despite your best efforts, the spigot of thought vomit just kept pouring out. If you've ever attended meditation retreats or been involved in some movement such as Zen, like I was for a while, they talk a lot about this mind chatter that you suffered through. And the thing is, that mind chatter never stops. It's always going on in your daily life. A lot of these Eastern philosophies aim to quiet that chatterbox of a mind that we have. And I suppose it's useful to put a little damper on it but I've actually found practicing these sorts of techniques have another benefit, a benefit psychologists are just catching on to and starting to write about here in the West. That benefit is what I call the two minds. When you close your eyes and try to eliminate any thoughts and fail miserably like the rest of us, obviously your mind is thinking. But if your mind is thinking, then who is observing the mind thinking? Whoa. When you did the exercise and your mind kept wandering back to what you had to do at work tomorrow, who was it that was watching your mind worry about work tomorrow? It was your mind watching your mind. 
In Zen, they referred to this as the thinking mind and the observing mind, the two minds. It's been a common concept in Buddhism for centuries, and new Western therapies such as acceptance commitment therapy, ACT or ACT, are catching on to how useful it is and how it can solve a lot of our everyday emotional problems. I'll break down the two minds further and then show how they can be applied to solving many of the emotional problems we deal with in our everyday lives. The problem with the thinking mind is that we don't completely control it. Don't believe me? I'll prove it. Whatever you do, do not think about a pink elephant. Don't think about a pink elephant holding a blue umbrella with his trunk. Don't think about a pink elephant at all while hearing the next two paragraphs. Okay, not only did you picture a big pink elephant with a blue umbrella, but you were watching yourself think about a pink elephant while you were hearing the past two paragraphs. Your observing mind was watching your thinking mind indulge in pink elephants repeatedly, despite the fact that it was telling your thinking mind not to indulge in said elephants. The thinking mind is always chattering away while you're waiting in line, while you're in bed trying to sleep, when you tune out of conversations with people, or when your mind wanders while listening to this podcast, which I'm sure will happen at least once with me, full. Our thinking mind is like a dog on a leash that keeps running after things, and if we aren't used to using our observing mind, then our thinking mind drags us along with it. If our thinking mind starts obsessing about reaching level 30 in Diablo or the last episode of Mad Men, our observing mind is helpless to rein it in. The same goes for emotions. And that's actually where most of our suffering comes from, not from the negative emotions themselves, but from the fact that we're helpless from getting sucked into the negative emotions. Most of our psychological and emotional stress happens because our thinking mind and observing mind are fused and we don't recognize the difference. People ask me all the time, how do I stop feeling so jealous? Or how do I stop feeling so angry? Or how do I not get nervous in this situation anymore? The answer, you don't. You can't control your thinking mind. Those emotions pop up and will continue to pop up. The trick is to not fuse with those emotions when they arise. In Zen, they advise that instead of saying, I am angry, to say, I feel anger. Instead of saying, I am nervous, say, I feel nervousness. Instead of saying, I'm jealous, you say, I feel jealousy. It may seem like a subtle difference, but try it. Think of a time recently when you felt a negative emotion, a lot of anger or nervousness or insecurity. Now, instead of thinking, I was angry at my brother, think instead, I felt anger towards my brother. You had anger, but you weren't controlled by that anger. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Your Two Minds by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Part two includes some actual exercises that we'll walk through, so stay tuned for that. And I will leave it there for today. Have a happy Sunday, possible holiday weekend if you're in the US, and I'll see you tomorrow on Memorial Day where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.